It's BudPod 100. Is a hundred anything, Phil? A <laughs> hundred? Why, it's the loveliest number, of course. A <laughs> hundred. Someone on, uh, uh, someone on Twitter suggested in advance, uh, in terms of number, number of weapons and gladiators, uh, man with two shields, most protected man. Yes, yes. Or, um, if you look at it um, face on, it's a long poo and then two butt cheeks that it's just come out of. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> so 100 is Bud Pod in a number. It's true. It's true. Of course <laughs> it's true. The prophecy. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we finally f- fulfilled it. I mean, I guess it would look more anatomically correct if it was zero one zero, because then it would look like the poo was coming straight out of the ass. But we we don't number our podcasts in binary, unfortunately. Yeah, and also like it's it, it's quite good in the sense that it looks like the, the poo has been done. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the butt cheeks are the resting bump, the- next to it. Yeah, yeah, rest, resting after all the work. <laughs> Both mother and baby are doing fine. <laughs> yeah, gosh. I was uh, I was talking to someone about the podcast and they were saying how uh, they who was it someone maybe it was someone online anyway they were talking about how they'd gone they were going back and listening and it was funny to hear like um the intro the slow introduction of things like koji and and the emails getting poopy over time like a kind of werewolf transformation right yeah because like in my mind it was poopy from the start but of course it wasn't it wasn't it's no, like no it's, it's like uh, bud was like blackadder it sort of took a first Few episodes where I want to realize, oh, okay, yeah, we need. To, this is what the show actually is. There's, there's also an element of Mandela effect I find because people, <laughs> yeah. people will be like, uh, oh, that, oh, your, your podcast about <laughs> shitting and wanking and wanking and shit and, <laughs> and then like I'll, I'll think about the episode they're talking about and we talked about like quantum time dilation and. and <laughs> yeah, this was meant to be a current affairs show. <laughs> it's meant to be current affairs and science discussion. Yeah, this it's uh, that's what I think is the real charm of Bud Pod is that the, you get the uh, the the poopy stuff and the brain stuff, the top that's and right. the bottom. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're like yeah, we like that. Um, we're like horrible histories, basically. We we're, we're trying to we give you the facts, but also make a fart joke now and then and now and again. Yes, exactly, exactly, and. Um, uh, yes, you get the you, you, you get the top and the bottom, and uh, a, a lovely compliment that I've received from a few people is that they don't like toilet humor or they find poo stories disgusting. But the bud pod has has shown them that there is a way that this particular meal can be prepared that they enjoy it. Yes, that's right. We've we've made the unpalatable palatable to a section of society that had always assumed this wasn't for them. Yes, and 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 it's just proof that with the right turn of phrase and the right attitude, you know. Yes, and the right um, wink and nod of the head. Yeah, and that's right. Even, even the greatest king cannot help <laughs> but succumb to our pooey wiles. 
I think I saw Pooey Wiles play at the Camden Roundhouse. <laughs> he was doing a jam session, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the... On this 100th episode, the idea is we're going to try to formulate, naturally, the most quintessentially BudPod episode of BudPod available. So uh, the, yeah. platonic, the platonic ideal of a BudPod episode. Got yeah, kind of a bit I of everything. So. Every, all the best bits. Bit of chat. Couple yeah. of sketches. Um, <laughs> correspondence. If you can sneak, if you can sneak in a bit of tat, all the better. But that's what we're trying to do. Absolutely. Um, in, in, um, in line with one of the running themes of BudPod, uh, mostly you, but sometimes me, seeing films that they probably should have seen a long time ago. Oh, have you just done that? Yeah, I finally watched There Will Be Blood. Isn't it good? Isn't, oh my god! Isn't Daniel Day Lewis very good at acting? What a good actor! With his face, he is. It's brilliant. Although it it was years and years and years after I saw it that I found out that um, what's that actor? The young guy, the creepy guy. He's really good. Oh, with his big, big face. Yeah, big moon face. What's yeah. big moon face's name? Um, uh, J something, something J. Nicholas J. He was in War and Peace. Um, okay, I'm I'm actually going to look this up because I'll I will chop my arm off if I can't. Remember. He's 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 one of those people whose faces I I I, I have a, a Paul a Dano, Paul Dano, Paul Dano, very good actor. There you go. But it was years before I realized that the guy he plays at the beginning of the movie and the guy who comes up later on are different people. They're twin brothers. I thought it was the same guy. Yes, yes. I I only managed to infer that they were twins because of how long Daniel Day Lewis's character and his son look at him like, what the fuck. Right, right. Because they don't really explain away that they're twins. I was just like, oh, he's the guy's back. I, I, I looked it up and because they used the different names and stuff. Initially, I thought, wait, is he, was he pretending? And then I went, oh, no, 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 they've, they've, they've done a twin thing. It's because the guy playing the other brother, they got rid of him. Then they just went, fuck it, make him twins. Right. Well, the he was two different actors. Oh. Originally. I see, I see, I see. Because I, lo- I looked it up for exactly that reason. That guy has a, such a big face. I, I I have a term for them in my head, people with a certain type of big face or, or cheekbone structure where I always, every time I see one, I think in my head, that's a lot of extra real estate. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it almost seems estate. unfair. They have all the real estate of a face and then they've just got this like garden border around their own face of more space for face. It's like a bit of uh, real estate that... Um Vladimir Putin has been keeping secret, but a drone has found. It's like, wow, it just keeps going on and on and on. He shouldn't, <laughs> he shouldn't have this all to himself. Yeah, or it's like um, the face. The face has got contains some sensitive information or people, and there needs to be a sort of border. I what what I I always think with Paul Dano, his big face. Uh, I go, oh well, that's why he's such a good actor. He's got all that face to act with. All the more face to act with. <laughs> That's what he says at auditions. <laughs> they go, oh, you've got a the casting. <laughs> yeah, they, the casting director goes, you've got a, oh my God. And he goes, all the more to act with. And they go, you've, <laughs> when can you start? And they stand up and shake his hand across the desk. 
They don't even let him do the read. They're just like, yes, this is the kind of attitude from a big face boy we've been looking for. It's also funny to to go about scheduling the shoot of a big budget movie by going individually to the actor. When can you start? <laughs> can you start Monday? <laughs> yeah, they're going, oh shit, now I have to change the other. Oh, hang on. We're filming a couple of scenes on Monday. Can you drop by? <laughs> yeah, we were planning on filming them without a, a, a character in them. <laughs> but now that we've got you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there will be blood. Very good. That final scene. Wow. Oh, incredible. Incredible. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. I drink it up. And he and he and he's so aggressive to the guy, and then at the end he goes, I'm finished. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and his his silly his silly voice is very funny where he's being like they're trying to cast the demons out of him in church and he's only doing it so he can get their land. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they said, Do you reject the devil? And he goes, I do. <laughs> he sounds like Adam Buxton. <laughs> I yes. do. Yes, I do. That's what he says. Yes, I do. It's <laughs> so funny. And when the preacher uh-huh. is like screaming at him and moving his face around, he just keeps going, Oh, here he is. <laughs> really? I yeah, need to watch just, it again. He's I just like making fun of him. Oh, here he is. <laughs> do you reject the devil? Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, here he I'm is. finished. <laughs> it is like an Adam Buxton character. It um, is, yeah. It's such a funny. Maybe that's where he started doing the voice showing. I seem to remember Adam Buxton doing a impression of I Drink Your Milkshake at the time when Adam and Joe show was on uh, BBC Radio 6. But, um, oh, interesting. Well, that's where it kind of all started. Adam Buxton's had Johnny Greenwood off of, uh, off of Radiohead, who did the music for that film. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah maybe that's a part his... of it, too. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, on, on episode 100, uh, uh, a thank you to, to Adam Buxton, who, of course, isn't listening, but for, for inspiring... Uh, poopy, poopy, silly boys to do podcasts everywhere. <laughs> yes, yes, he um, he is the uh, velvet underground of podcasting. Not 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 everyone has listened to him, but everyone who has has started their own podcast about pooping and farts. <laughs> have you? Have you? Uh, we 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 never get uh, we never get bud bud personal uh, on that issue, <laughs> Phil. About on what? <laughs> have you been farting lately, Phil? Oh, uh, no, actually, I've been, I've been altogether all right, um, down there. The guns have fallen silent? Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a, there's been a necessary but tense armistice (laughs) below the border for a few, uh, for a couple of weeks now, we don't know when, um, when aggression will will return to the region but for now <laughs> but for now everyone's taking it as an opportunity to 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 collect and regroup and 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 heal Pierre and bury their dead bury their dead yeah ah <laughs> uh, hey Myanmar have you seen the news about Myanmar what why the why can't Myanmar decide if they're run if if they're a military dictatorship or not? Yeah, it's like just pick one. At this point, where the rest of us are bored, is Aung San Suu Kyi a bad guy or is she a victim? We need to know. 
Yeah, I mean, you kind of want to say to them, look, when Aung San Suu Kyi was out of the house arrest, you still managed a genocide. Yeah, so what's the point? You, you could have done... You, obviously, you can do it with her. If anything, she sort of gives us an acceptable face to the genocide, so you want to keep her around, don't you? Well, that's the thing, is that the whole... One of the big reasons they got away with it is that they kept thinking, like, well, she must be against it, right? Or maybe there's something going on, and she was just sat there in her little... Dressed, just going, no, I think they deserve it. And everyone went, oh, no, she was a baddie. <laughs> yeah, so. Maybe she just lost her mind. She watched everything there was on Burmese Netflix and she lost her damn mind. <laughs> <laughs> so funny to campaign. Burmese the, Netflix the... is just the bridge over River Kwai again and again and again and again. <laughs> It's the bridge over River Kwai and incredibly choreographed, choreographed da- dances about how the military are wise. <laughs> it's, uh, it was so funny to, to, for ages for Aung San Suu Kyi to be this like this brave woman, and she's like old, and she's been under house arrest for it was something crazy. It was like twenty years or some shit. Oh it was yeah, ridiculous. Her, her Desert Island discs made everyone cry. Yes, and everyone went, oh, this brave lady, and she, oh, and we're going to get her released an amnesty, write a letter to a Burmese general you've never heard of, and demand, on the basis of no power, the release of this old lady. Um, and, and, it, and it worked, and she came out and she went, kill the Muslims, and everyone went, no! <laughs> Fuck! We supported a genocidal maniac, accidentally. And it's like, yeah, she yeah. didn't get less prejudice because she was an old lady in a house. But, like, in our defense, we had no reason to expect that outcome, really. Oh, no, sure. We had no, we had no reason to. And she seems so nice, and she speaks so well, and she went to Oxford, I think. <laughs> and she's so poised and elegant, and her, her, her posture, my God. She was, um... But, but all, for all someone who's do. been under house arrest to have that kind of posture, that's the real miracle. Yeah, she's under house arrest with nothing but wooden chairs. Yeah. No so- no sofas in that house. But you know what? you got to hand it to the military hunter of Myanmar, which is not something I say <laughs> a lot, but you do, um, <laughs> in that there is no face of a particular general I can put to it. They're, they're very much not in it for the celebrity, which is more than can be said for, say, a, um, a North Korea, which is a military autocracy with this sort of cult of the celebrity at the top but with yeah. Myanmar it's very much a, it's very much like group effort like it's very much a, a a knight of the round table situation where no one no one is the star they're humble aren't they Burmese coup generals yeah they don't want the fame they're in it for the oppression Pierre they're in it for the oppression. They're in it for the hundreds of, of, of illegal ruby mines or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I, I went on this trip, which I didn't realize at the time how sort of unique and special it was. My dad just one day was like, we should go to Burma. And this was before Aung San Suu Kyi was released. And, and we had this little trip around Burma. And... It was it was the most peculiar. I I felt like it, it, this must be what, what like North, it's like North Korea light 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 light. You know, the, I think that's what Burma then felt like, and where everyone was sort of you couldn't everyone was sort of free to do what they liked, but 
a mobile phone SIM card was literally a hundred US dollars. And oh wow! So yeah, you were free to get a mobile phone, but it would, it, it, it you wouldn't be able to eat for a month if yeah. you bought yourself a mobile phone. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Oh, um, hello. Yeah, it's Marjorie here. Um, I'm just calling, uh, um, um, Citizen's Advice to ask you, um, your advice, because um, I'm a citizen, and, uh, something very strange has happened to me, and I don't know what to do. And so, if you are a citizen and you need advice, so you call Citizen's Advice. And I'm calling because, um, something strange has happened, and I've, um, I've become a GIF. And I didn't want to to be. A, I don't know how it happened. Um, my friend, he, uh, 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 I was round at his house to look at his board games. Um, I don't play them, but I collect them. And I was, like, I was admiring a particularly good edition of um, uh, of German Scrabble from the thirties, Hitler Scrabble. And um, I was looking at it while we were both eating soup. And he filmed me, even though I tell him not to film me, because when he films me, I, if you take a photo of me, I get, I lose a part of my soul. Anyway, um, that's different, that's something else. And he filmed me, and it was a film of me looking up from my bowl of soup, uh, surprised. And I had some soup on my face, uh, because I refused to use a spoon. A spoons are for babies. If you can't control your own head, then you have to have a spoon, and someone spoon sinks in you. If you control your neck, you can drink like a duck, or perhaps um, a wildebeest at the edge of a water, and that's how you're supposed to eat soup. But no, and the young people don't know that. And I was eating the soup with my face, and he, he said, hey, and I looked up, and he was filming me, and I was surprised, and there was soup on my face, and it became a gif. He put it online, and it became a gif for reacting to things, um, because someone looking up from some soup and they're surprised and they have soup on their face and it's me, it's me, and now I'm in the gif. There's more of me in the gif than there is in outside of the gif. Outside of the gif, I'm just a gust of wind now, or sometimes a passing thought, or um, that thing where you think you feel your phone vibrate in your pocket, but it's not uh, doing it because you remember that your phone doesn't actually vibrate, and then you go, oh, and that's strange. That's me now. That's the rest of me is in a gif, and I need you. I need your advice on how to get back out of the gif and into the world again, so I can finish my soup. Um, so I don't know what to do uh, about that, and I'm getting exhausted because people keep using me. Someone, a drag queen, would do a tweet about Ted Cruz, and people will react underneath with my, with uh, with my gif off my face with the soup, and then um, a, a German politician will do a tweet about a vaccine, and a lot of people will, qu will quote, tweet it with a gif of me in the soup, or I'm in someone, I'm currently, I'm in someone's family WhatsApp. They were reacting to the news of, 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 a, of a breakup yeah, from a one family member who doesn't have the emotional literacy to use anything other than a gift, or perhaps they're busy on the toilet. I don't know, but I need to do something, because every time I get used as a gift, I can feel my powers waning, and my soup is cold, and um, the other gifts are very boring. They're very dull. I don't like to speak to them. Um, it's Marjorie here, by the way. Um, okay, thank you. Yeah, a weird place, really weird. 
but and then and then and then it all changed. So I didn't realize that I've got I got this sort of quite you know unique glint glimpse behind a, a sort of modern iron curtain. Yeah, what would it be? The jade curtain. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What? Whatever it is, whatever paste it is that Myanmar Myanmar Myanmese girls put in their cheeks, that curtain. <laughs> they put every, all the all the girls in Myanmar. They rub their cheeks with this paste, uh, and then they go out with it. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 I think I, like originally it's meant to be to look after your skin. It's like a bit of uh, skin ointment or something, but it then became the fashion to have the ointment visible itself. And so the girls go out with these sort of uh, Tanaka paste. Ah, it's always called the Tanaka curtain. Yes, apparently <laughs> the Tanaka curtain. That's a nice got a ring to it actually. Tanaka, what's it made of? Tanaka paste. It is made of. And where can I buy it? <laughs> You could be the first uh, uh, Instagram influencer with Tanaka paste. I want to see right now if Amazon is stock Tanaka paste. <laughs> it's made from bark. Oh! The wood of several trees may be used to produce the cream, and they grow abundantly in central Myanmar. The Maraya tree or Tanaka, the Titi or wood apple, wood the Shwebo Tanaka, and the Shinmadong Tanaka. Tanaka paste. Uh, yes, 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 yeah. yes. yes. Oh, how strange. Yes, I see. And like, uh, there's photos and they it is all like, it is like bright paste that you can see on people's face. Like, they've done a makeup test. Yeah, you can get it on Amazon. Oh, man. You can get it on Prime. Jesus, this is, I mean. <laughs> I need the Tanaka paste. I don't, I don't like using the phrase late stage capitalism very much. But if it were ever a... a, a um, okay to use. I think being able to get Tanaka paste delivered to your house for £10 by the next day, <laughs> I think we've gone too far. I think that, I think life has become too convenient. Yeah, I don't think the southeast of England has such an overwhelming Burmese minority. <laughs> that Tanaka paste needs to be available within a day. Yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> To have that on Prime, that is mad. That's sometimes with Amazon, you want to say to them like, "Could you, could you do less?" They're like a kind of demon that, like, uh, you, you know, when you hear like a folk tale and someone's asked the genie or the demon to be like, uh, "Oh, I want uh, all the wheat I can sell," and then like the, it just like the wheat won't stop. It's just like a wheat fountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless to teach you a lesson. Yeah, Amazon is like a Greek myth. Yeah, I w- and and to be fair, Bezos is um, <laughs> is like one of those ancient Greek kings who sort of is so powerful that he can he's got his own cloud or something. There's always some weird supernatural element to their power, turning things to gold or yeah, con- yeah, control all the horses in the kingdom or something mad. And he has a he has a sort of a pampered but unhappy daughter. Who <laughs> <laughs> has never left the palace? <laughs> she oh, she lives father. in a gilded cage. Yeah. Oh, she always begins sentences with "Oh, father." <laughs> Why mayn't I have mine own packages? 
And it turns out because he struck a bargain with a witch that he could do, he could be Amazon, he could be Bezos, but his own family could never benefit from the marvelous packages. <laughs> the one thing that she wants can never be delivered within 24 hours. <laughs> Freedom. <laughs> I live in a cardboard cage. (laughs) (laughs) Bezos. Bezos is so Old Testament. Bezos. Bezos. Bezos Bezos begat Prime. Uh. Begat the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And yay, Bezos did give birth to Prime, and Prime did beget Maisel. <laughs> That's perfect, yeah. Uh, and lo, Bezos did conquer the Nephrahim, <laughs> and push them even beyond the city of Lot. Every Old Testament place is either called like Lot or Nob or Bum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or yeah, it's great. called something with 11 syllables. There is no in-between. <laughs> Everywhere is either like the great city of Nod, or or it's, or it's like Cracklerion. Whoa, what the? F- well, it was back in the day where there were so few cities, you could just <laughs> say a sound, and odds are there wasn't a city called that. You know, yeah. It was eventually like, we um, got to the stage where we had to call things Constantinople because all the sounds were taken. But uh, the, <laughs> uh, back then, it's just like blip. Yeah, yeah, call it blip. Yeah, nothing's called blip. Nothing's called nothing is called blip. I guess I, I, I yeah. I guess I guess I'm from blep. <laughs> yeah, call it myth. Nothing's called myth yet. Just call it myth. <laughs> yeah, it was like email addresses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eventually, t- cities had to be called things like lot sixty nine. Oh. <laughs> Or, you know, um, Accra 1992. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you can tell that, you know, uh, some of the Aztec cities were much later on because they're going for, like, Tenochtitlan and Tapuapacapal and stuff. It's just like... There's a lot of L's and P's and C's together in there. That's right, that's right. They're trying to get a strong password. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Aztecs have the strongest passwords, man. (laughs) Yeah. The Mayans were very advanced in mathematics, and of course the Aztecs were very advanced in uh, cybersecurity, personal computer <laughs> security. Every every newborn's name had at least one capital letter and a number. <laughs> Even the Spanish were astonished by the strength of the passwords they encountered <laughs> when colonizing El- Mexico. El Dorado, of course, a city of strong passwords. Um, yeah. <laughs> completely the city of un- Bitcoin. Yes, of course, the city of Bitcoin. El Dorado to the moon. <laughs> Have you enjoyed all the the Reddit Wall Street fuckery? Yeah. What's? I mean, on the one hand, I'm sort of glad that stock buying and the stock market has been, um, you, you know, revealed to be built on sand. Yeah. And meaning nothing. 
because uh, now some regulatory bodies sort of after the people who've who've jacked up the price of GameStop. But have they done anything illegal? It's all there's no it's not insider trading, is it? I guess it is to gang together and say we're going to raise the price or something. But that's what stock traders do, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, if you all just agree to invest in something, I mean, at what point does that mean that you're breaking the law? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the the. They always make fun of the fact that like all the all the financial regulators in the U.S. and in the U.K. are like deliberately toothless. So it would be funny if they finally find the ability to actually enforce the law. That's or a bunch of neck beards. That's right. That's right. Who? Yeah. Who's your de? Who's your dereg? No. Where's your deregulation now? I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like the 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 LIBOR scandal implicated like some of the most powerful is. and rich people in the world, and they ended up just. Sending a couple of people to federal prison who are like uh, just these like twenty nine year old cokeheads who are at the lowest chat room end of it. What's LIBOR scandal? I've not heard of that. The LIBOR rigging, the LIBOR rate was this this important like financial uh, interest rate, and it got rigged. It was like openly rigged for for years. Like they would have big meetings about rigging mm. it. it. It couldn't have been more illegal in the world, but. Um, here we are. LIBOR scandal was a highly publicized scheme in which bankers at several major financial institutions colluded with each other to manipulate the London interbank offered rate. Okay. Okay. I'm going to pretend I understand that, that, what that means. Mm-hmm. It's the average interest rate calculated through submissions of interest rates from banks around the world. Okay. <laughs> so right. it's basically how much money your money makes. In a bank. Just lying yes. in the bank. It's, and it's used to... Oh, there you go. LIBOR underpins $350 trillion in derivatives. Right. So the fate of those derivatives is controlled by the LIBOR rate. So if you fuck with the rate, you're, you're, you're warping $350 trillion. But it's all in derivatives, which are not very... It's money that's not very original. <laughs> it's not doing the anything did interesting. It first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's money it's, that the Simpsons made first. It, it's hack money. Derivative. Have money derivatives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It never gets a good review in the Garden and the Guardian. <laughs> Derivative markets. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I always forget. Like every every in my head, I always just think like, oh yeah, the LIBOR scandal that was big. And then there's this quote on the wiki from. The Andrew Lowe, who's the professor of tech, uh, finance at MIT, and he says, this dwarfs by orders of magnitude any financial scam in the history of markets. And you think, oh, great, okay, yeah. Mm. Yeah. But, I mean, he's just trying to get on the cover of a book, isn't he? That's true. I'd put him on the cover of my book. That's that's a kind of um, he just Adam wants Curtis. His qu- he wants his quote on the cover of the book about the LIBOR scandal. I see through him. Yeah, just like, n- no one really... Like whenever you hear about, the, I'm just looking like, oh, they find Barclays Bank two hundred million dollars, and you think, who gives a fuck? Yeah, I don't think Barclays care. I imagine no, it was worth it. Find me three p, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so funny the idea that like we're gonna find the bank, and it's like, oh, where will they get the money at the bank? <laughs> Do you um are you excited, Phil? Because there is some more Adam Curtis coming out on the eleventh of Feb. Oh yeah. Oh, sorry about that. The phone goes off in here from time to time. That's right. Um, it's old school. It is. Um, Adam, you do quite a good Adam Curtis impression. Uh yeah, I think so. I need to refresh myself, but if it, 
it's kind of like um he's kind of like a more scared david he's like a scared david attenborough he's 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 david attenborough who's gone on a lot of uh subreddits about conspiracies that's right that's right he's david attenborough at 4 a.m after a lot of coffee and a lot of reading about (laughs) the illuminati (laughs) yeah yeah i can never tell it always feels like he knows what he's talking about but i also don't always understand completely what he's talking about and i just i just know that clever by going hmm interesting wow yeah yeah russians hmm basically everything he says is but it wasn't about money. It was that's about good. power. That's very good. Yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> or he says it wasn't about money, it was about power. Or he says, uh, they decided, and he does this, describes this whole thing that like some really powerful people decided to do or experiment with. And then it shows you some clips of it. And then he says, but nothing happened. Mm, and you yeah. go, oh, nothing happened? That's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's a skill to make... Make the act of nothing happening sound uh, sound very exciting. But yeah, and you go, ooh. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Is he is he good or is he a crackpot? Because he <laughs> he he he's very convincing, but then he'll. I think he, there's always a danger with, with historians of framing these very complex international global developments as intentional and planned. Yeah. The truth is usually nothing's planned, or nothing ever goes to plan. He's he's very keen, like he's the opposite of John Gray, I think, in the sa- in the sense that Adam Curtis is really keen on the idea that everything should make sense in a in a direction. Yeah, yeah, or that every, it, or that everything it's a good was idea someone's to idea, do that. and it, yeah, and like everyone's yeah. Whereas, um, yeah, he doesn't like the idea of this kind of formless, ridiculous chaos. And uh, so he finds all these links and stuff. There's a good interview with him in the New York Times from the last week or so. I think it was the New York Times where he explains that. And the guy interviewing him talks about the fact that, oh, yeah, you know, it, it, he's, you know, this is his personal take. He's not he's not presenting himself. He describes himself as a television journalist. He doesn't even say, you know, historian or philosopher or anything like that. Right. Um, right. And he yeah, does make like big a, leaps sometimes. He's like a, sometimes. a news dramatist, really, isn't he? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's looking for a, a story that can be put together to find a new. I mean, the one thing you, he definitely does is he makes you look at things in a new way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's nice to have someone do that who isn't completely mental. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mostly, the people who do that are insane. Where you go, ah, oh, I never thought of the idea of being covered in invisible bugs or whatever. <laughs> What's his new film about? Is it about how Budpod is scripted? Yes, it's about. So he's. <laughs> But Phil Wang and Piano Valley <laughs> decided to make a podcast. No, that was uh, that was too Attenbury. And and it's like it's like sort of uh, grainy early noughties footage of us meeting in a in a big room. And you can't hear <laughs> what we're saying, but we're just like I, I lean in and whisper something into your ear. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I laugh and nod and we shake hands. <laughs> and while that happens. Um, it's a really repetitive techno beat, just like boom, 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 and and a, and a lady's going, aye, aye, aye. <laughs> and it's something really sort of tense and sinister about it. Yeah, and we and then one of, and then we both sign something and swap it over. Yeah, we sign something and swap it over, and then that's intercut with footage, really grainy footage from the eighties of a member of the Taliban dancing. Yeah, yeah, and like the, the implication. Sort of, 
He doesn't well, come out and say it, but the implication is that these two things are are, are connected. <laughs> or that or that in a way we're the same type of people, you know, you can, right, you, can yeah, yeah, yeah. you can look at it all these different ways <laughs> all these different ways. And then when you t- when you talk about uh, uploading the first episode of Bud Pod, it's just like banks of supercomputers from the sixties all blinking <laughs> lights. And it was a podcast that could be downloaded by anyone around the world. And then like a scientist-looking person listening to the podcast with these big headphones and writing something onto a clipboard. (laughs) Making a note. Checking like a a, a graph thing with a a line going, and like writing down all these results. (laughs) It was about poo. But I have to... I have to say, like, uh, and I th- Adam Curtis said this on an interview, and you have to give him credit. Like, he made a point of whenever the footage would cut to somewhere like Afghanistan or Iraq, the music would stay so Western. It would stay techno. And yeah. He sort of said he deliberately didn't want it to cut to something in, in Iraq, and suddenly the music changed to. Because <laughs> he just thought that was naff. I was like, yeah, fair point. <laughs> yeah. Although like, I do, I do kind of like it when the music changes to. Ah, it was a bit gladiator. Yeah, that part's that kind of thing is fun, but it is a bit much where they they switch from like, you know, footage of George W. Bush doing something, and then there's just something of Saddam, and it becomes like Saddam Hussein's equivalent of like 12th century music. Yeah, like. Yeah. Whereas yeah, the yeah. equivalent would be if you cut to a shot of Tony Blair and they were just like medieval, like, medieval flutes. Yeah. <laughs> I saw yeah. a pretty girl by a well. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Blair walks around waving. <laughs> That'd be quite good. That would be quite good. It'd be really sinister. It'd be really sinister. If, then uh, yeah, then I'd believe saw- he was up to something. <laughs> Tony Blair. <laughs> one of the funniest daily mail comments of all time that is all over twitter is tonti blair behind this <laughs> no idea what it was a comment underneath could have been any news story of the past 30 years yeah poor old tonti <laughs> is tonti blair behind this uh, uh-huh. What do you think uh, it's I, like to be? Oh yeah. Wait, I was just, what do you think it's like to just be Tony Blair in, like just in the morning? Um, he probably wakes up, he brushes his teeth, and washes the blood off his hands. Oh, <laughs> I would think. Doesn't answer the phone call from the uh, the uh, the Hague. Um, um. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think. <laughs> I, I think about that, about someone like Tony Blair, but then I, I always remind myself how quickly the human being is capable of acclimatizing. Yeah. And how quickly something you you think is extraordinary, once, you've, once you're in it, once, you, once you've done it, is normal. And we, we're, we're built for it. It's the only way sort of we can you know, survive mentally, is that we just go, okay, that's normal. That's normal now. Being called a war criminal yeah. every day by people who... Who think citizens' arrest is a thing is normal. <laughs> I guess the best thing is always just to remember that Inuits exist. <laughs> Explain. 
So it's like in terms of the adaptability, it's like these guys live in the uh, the Arctic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where it's like, yeah. what's the weather like today? Oh, it's minus forty. Yeah, if a human is, is capable th- of acclimatizing to that, I think Tony Blair can get used to being called a cunt all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where it's like, uh, oh, is it cold forever? Basically, what do you eat? Raw meat and fat. <laughs> what do you live in to stay warmer? Oh, ice. We live in ice because the ice is warmer. <laughs> yeah, yes. We've had to build an ice cave because that's actually warmer in the ice cave. <laughs> that's how fucking cold it is all the time. <laughs> Uh. Anniversary Ah, anniversary There's nothing quite like an anniversary We here at Lucky Kentucky know better than most Just how important an anniversary is We ourselves have recently celebrated our own anniversary A thousand years of Lucky Kentucky. A thousand years since Jimmy Kentucky. Jimmy Kentucky put those first octopus eggs into that first magical batch of Lucky Kentucky whiskey. Now, people have uh, asked us difficult questions about that thousand year anniversary. People have been a little confused by the idea of Lucky Kentucky celebrating a thousand years on account of the state of Kentucky not existing for nearly that long. Uh, Not only that, but a thousand years predates by some time the discovery of America by the Europeans, who of course brought their uh, whiskey-making ways to our wonderful state. And to those people, all I can say is, well, Jimmy Kentucky had more secrets up his sleeve than just the perfect ratio of octopus eggs to rye and barley. (laughs) But that's a story for another time. A thousand years is how long we've been here, and a thousand years is how long we're going to stay. Lucky Kentucky. Wishing Bud Pod a very happy hundred years. See you at a thousand. <laughs> um, we, we should try. We should get onto some centenary correspondence. This is basically this is like letters the Queen receives on her hundredth birthday. That's right. Let's do it. Let's do some correspondence. Ring letters, emails, emails, phone letters, correspondence. She mails emails on the e shore. The mails she mails are emails. I'm sure. <laughs> We get so many emails which are just like, uh, would you like your podcast to be on crumpleton.com? <laughs> yeah. And it's are you interested like, nah. in a marketing opportunity for Bud Pod? <laughs> yeah, yes. 
Dear Phil Novelli, would you like to, you know. <laughs> uh, let's see, where were we? Where were we? I need to think of a way of doing like a marker um, to make sure. Oh, yes, we did the uh, the terrible, uh, the Maasai. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, D, da, D. Oh, yes, here we are. This one is, uh, we've had similar ones before, I think. Um, and it's from, um, uh, 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 it is from, who's it from? Marcus. Marcus. Um, Marcus, what a Larkus. Yes, what a Larkus. He says, dear Pombles of Bimbledon Common. It's pretty good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, he says, I write to you in confinement, overhearing my potentially lactose intolerant father playing a dangerous game of shit or fart. <laughs> potentially lactose intolerant. <laughs> the most dangerous game of all. <laughs> so they're not says, sure if he's uh, lactose intolerant, but he's on the toilet right now. Having had some milk, I imagine. Clearly, I think that is the case. He says, I'm no gambling man, but I feel the odds lean heavily in favour of shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he says, uh, I've been trying to find a suitable bread fart for the polyphonic arse chorus I'm being subjected to, but I can't seem to find one with enough vowels. Bread fart. All right, all right, all right. Interesting. Um, yes, yes, yes. So he says, um, I finally caught up. For present day. For catch. No, yeah, no. Oh, catcher. <laughs> I still think one of the best ones is Nan. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It says, uh, I finally caught up with present day Bud Pods, having been alerted to the Library of Delight by a friend a few months back. I tend to listen in the evenings, treating Bud Pod as a sort of CBB's bedtime stories, but with poo. And in the evenings, of course, we'd listen to Bud Pod. Do you know it? <laughs> uh, so he he says this is this instead of a, a normal disaster one. This is a love story with poo. That's what he says. Oh wow! Not enough of this. Yeah. yeah, he says uh, I just returned from a remarkably toilet drama free trip to Nepal. Remarkable. Ooh. And I was excited to see the girl I had been dating for a month prior to going away. We were at that awkward midpoint between dating and being a couple, a state of coupledom where you could. Probably fart in front of the other one without serious consequence, but would be too nervous to. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a precarious point of the relationship, that. Yeah, I, I have a thing where whenever anyone says talk, says something about, oh, farting in front of your partner, I always imagine it being done so de de really deliberately like a little show. <laughs> sit down, sit down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You direct all the lights in the room to you like a kid putting on a play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen! <laughs> um, she still lived with her parents and I hadn't yet moved to her city so I decided I would have to stay there for the night uh, wait wait this, so are uh, we in Nepal at this point what, how does Nepal no no he's back. he's back he's back oh alright oh, so his his almost girlfriend is not in Nepal no 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 he was dating oh, a girl okay. for a month he fucked off to Nepal to find himself didn't <laughs> shit himself yeah, came yeah. back yeah okay okay yeah he went to Nepal to shit himself <laughs> So this girl lives with her parents, and so to visit her, he has to be in the homestead. Okay, okay, okay. 
It is important to mention I can get very anxious in certain situations. This anxiety will usually manifest in something resembling carrot soup coming out of one or both ends of my digestive system. Whoa. That's pretty serious anxiety. Yeah. That sounds like blood. (laughs) Mm. Um, We sat down for dinner with her parents. Needless to say, the anxious circus in my stomach was in full swing Mm. from a combination of extreme sexual tension from a month apart. Of course. And trying to leave a good impression on her parents. Furthermore, the food Phil was vegan. Okay, yes, a lot to contend with there. A lot to contend with. It's the noisiest food of all. Ah, of course, that's what he's getting at. Yeah, 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 vegan. Beantown, Beantown, Beantown. We finished dinner without any trouble and moved upstairs. I could not wait to hold her in my arms. (laughs) 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 But as I crossed the room towards her, the anxious stomach circus from before took it up again. I had to quickly retreat. <laughs> I wonder how he styled it out, like, ah, 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 and slowly backed out of the room. Bowing. I'm imagining he, he, he didn't style it out, and it was like when Dracula's about to get the woman, but she has a cross, and he only just sees it at the last minute and goes, ah. <laughs> it lurches backwards with his arms raised, hissing. Swings his cape around his face. Ah, ah. Um, so he had to quickly retreat. What followed was something similar to someone hitting the rewind button during the opening scenes of a very soft porn. <laughs> well, that's funny. That's funny. They're about to get off and they just... <laughs> <laughs> Once out of the room, I made haste to one of the two adjacent bathrooms. Lovely. It sounds like... Since this uh, will be relevant later. Sounds like our friend here is marrying into a bit of money. Two bathrooms mm. money. That's right. Double poop money. Um, I promptly became reacquainted with my dinner as I vomited into the toilet. Oof. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Fortunately, I was able to quietly brush my teeth. <coughs> Excuse me. And returned to the bedroom with her none the wiser. Um, after a lovely game of grown-up Scrabble... <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard That's foreplay great. described as grown-up Scrabble before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Triple word score. That must mean something in that context. <laughs> After a lovely game of grown-up Scrabble, we both retreated to the bathrooms to get ready for bed. Her in one bathroom, <laughs> me in the other. So they're each in the bathrooms next door to each other. Yeah. <laughs> well... It turned out there was to be an encore for the stomach circus, so I ran no. over to the toilet and sat down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The old Chinese phrase, sang o xia tu. Yeah. Knowing she was within earshot, I tried to commence proceedings quietly so as not to ruin the romance of the evening. <laughs> oh. hey, 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 hey. You guys, you guys have to leave. <laughs> Quiet, just get out, just sneak out, just sneak, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> Like shit leaving, a, leaving an illegal rave at three in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smuggling, smuggling shit out of, uh, out of the back of a house while the police are knocking on the front door. <laughs> go, 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 go. They're holding their shoes for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he says he tried to start it pr- quietly. Unfortunately, the noise I produced was akin to a, flail- a flailing Wookiee in a paddling pool. <laughs> Screaming down a kazoo. 
<laughs> Once the deluge had subsided, I let out a sad sigh, thinking I'd surely blown it and should get ready to pack my bags and leave. However, it was then I heard chuckling coming from the other bathroom. Ah, oh, that's sweet. This chuckling was abruptly interrupted by my date's very own interpretation of Mozart's horn concerto for arse and toilet bowl. Whoa, a duet! <laughs> she too had felt the effects of the vegan supper and was jovially shitting next door to me. This is their version of I've had the time of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I never fired this way before. Yes, I swear it's the poo. <laughs> and I owe it all to poo. <laughs> Islands in the stream. That is what we are. <laughs> Islands in the stream is exactly what they were producing. <laughs> <laughs> so she starts so she starts shitting away he begins to laugh and she began to laugh even more oh it's a match made in heaven once reunited in the bedroom having accidentally jumped a few stages in the relationship we no longer cared about the <laughs> overhearing of each other's trumpeting we decided to become proper boyfriend and girlfriend yeah gosh i mean in many ways that that was more important than the adult scrabble in mm. the progression of their relationship Is that funny? that's right um, and so I sort of have Pooh to thank for a wonderful relationship that, though no longer together, was full of very fond memories that didn't involve Pooh. And best of all, the stomach circus never returned. Aw, that's nice. That's nice. It's nice to be she, able to look She back healed his stomach circus. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Oh, that's very good. Well, that is a nice and very mature end to a, a nice relationship. Yes, yes. Um, and as very all lovely. And they owe it all to Pooh. <laughs> um, nicely for episode 100, we have an update from uh, Tim, who had the colostomy bag. Oh, gosh. This is a while back. Yeah. So I this mean, this email is also from a while back, to be fair, Tim, but thank you for sending it. Um, now, to remind me, once Tim was on a colostomy bag, was it... He'd recently got one attached, hadn't he, when, when he last wrote? I think it? so, yes. I think so. And he was telling us about um about what it what it was uh what it was yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. and so Tim says, Dear Pee Pee and Poo Poo. Great. But spelled P I P uh I and Poo P U P U. and Poo Poo. I mean we are the colostomy bag of podcasts. We are all we are where all the the poo and pee comes. <laughs> yes. Yes, so he says, my poo bag, colostomy bag, has been removed. Ah, excellent, excellent. And he owes it all to poo. <laughs> I thought I'd share a couple of stories from the world of alternative pooping that happened while I had it. This is great. This is, this is perfect for episode perfect. 100. Um, a poo bag is no bad thing. Mm-hmm. Having it meant that I was nearly always in full control over when and where I deployed my poop. Right. Right. As opposed to a more traditional anus. Yeah. That's something that a lot of American senators talk about, isn't it? The fight for the traditional anus. Yes. Yeah, the, the Democrats are launching an assault on the traditional anus. That's what Ted Cruz says, anyway. 
<laughs> As opposed to a more traditional anus, where following dodgy food, one might occasionally be compelled to rush to a toilet in some haste. Ah. The so occasional he would not loud... have had... No. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would not have had Marcus's issue at all. No, no waste haste. Mmm. Uh, he says, the occasional loud farts emitted from my bag without notice injected joy into any situation. Wow. Like a little oh. bagpipe. God, yeah. On how loud it um, is. On how loud a stoma farts. Yeah. And for a period of six months, I sported the cleanest bumhole in all of Christendom. <laughs> of course, that's not something you can th- you think about. Well, that's the, it. That's what I, I think we mentioned it on the lining. last one. We had some, we had some anus questions. Of course, of course. Does and, and like I, I always, I always wondered about what it was like to reactivate your anus. Was it like when they try and bring back Rambo for another mission? Yeah, or it's like someone who's just come, like someone who's fresh out of rehab, like <laughs> very clean. The hair's really tidy. Skin looks great. Jumper. Yeah, yeah, jumper. Big thick jumper. I like uh, your your anus is chopping wood in the in a in the wilderness and a helicopter lands. You see, <laughs> you're a, you're a hard anus to find. I don't do that shit anymore. Literally, we need you to come back. I know we didn't treat you the best way when you were around, but uh, <laughs> we've got a we've got a curry night on Friday, and there's only one anus we know that can handle it. <laughs> I don't do that shit anymore. Please, your sphincter needs to leave. You. I was overstretched. <laughs> so, so Tim enlightens us. He says, "What they don't tell you is that, despite the fact your old-fashioned anus is no longer connected to your gut, you still occasionally do have to go to the toilet." Wait. Wait. Okay, right. Why? So it's to pass a mucus normally <gasps> added to your poo to help it along. <gasps> oh! And that's all that comes out of the old... So he's basically got another nose down there. It's a little bit of bum snot. He's blowing his downstairs nose. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. This this pucus, he says. <laughs> very very good. good, very good. This pucus continues of uh, its course, unaware that it's no longer re- uh, required. I produced one of these on a commode in hospital, and imagine my surprise when I looked down to see that I'd passed what appeared to be a bird shit. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Um, from uh, one time, I after I'd I had f- my... It must feel quite nice. I don't know if you if maybe it feels like a bit of a challenging one. If it's just a lovely slippery bit of uh, mucus, I think that'll feel quite nice. I don't know because you you don't have all the air you can get out of your nose. Yeah, but I think it's the smoothness of the transition I'm imagining that would be quite. But nice. it's not solid, right? Exactly, exactly. But it's like a little gloopy, like a silky smooth. No, I'm, I, I think this, that's, it's even more difficult. Okay, okay, we'll have to beg to, beg to, we'll agree to disagree on this. Because it's all based on pushing out solids, right? So if it's like goop, it's like, uh, oh yeah, it's half out, good luck getting the rest out, you know? <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, all right. 
Um, like, imagine trying to blow your nose without being able to push any air through it. Right, 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 right. But, mm, yes, yes, yes. I'm not sure what the uh, what the mechanics are here. Yeah, we're not anus mechanics. No, we never no. claim to be. No, no, no. Um, he says, once after I'd had my bag for a couple of months, I decided I was well enough to start exercising again. Oh, great. Um, once he's uh, had his bag off. I got my bicycle out and I started... Huh? One, this is out two months after he'd had his bag off. No, no, no. It says after I'd had my bag for a couple of months. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Okay, yeah. He's telling us stories from the time of the bag. Yes, sorry, sorry. I'm up to speed now. Um, I decided I was well enough to start exercising again. I got my bicycle out and started a ride of a few miles around the local countryside. After halfway round, I reached down to give my bag a quick feel, and to my horror, I discovered it was completely full and obviously on the point of bursting. Ooh! Oh. Oh, the cycling had filled the poo bag. I wasn't about to find out what happens if you do nothing in this situation. I had to release the pressure, and quickly. Gosh. Yeah. There was a field gate coming up, so I dismounted and walked behind the hedge. After checking the coast was clear, I ripped open the Velcro holding the end together, and poo burst forth in a torrent. <gasps> wow! So you, you can go for a shit in a field the way that people from The Great Escape used to dump t- tunnel dirt. <laughs> Just discreetly opening a little bag. Just shaking it down his trouser leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he says he opens the bag, it all bursts out, going mostly on the grass, but a little bit onto my leg and shoe. Oh, no. <laughs> mm. I pedaled home, surrounded by a fecal cloud of shame. <laughs> to be fair, the pamphlet included exercise and a list of things that stimulate your gut to start moving things along. Along with eating, thinking about food, and even orgasm. Really? Thinking about food? Well, I'm, orgasm, I'm kind of surprised by. Well, I'm less surprised by orgasm because that's such a sort of, you know, such a tensing of, of the muscles. You I guess, make... I've just never... And this is a very Bud Pod sentence I'm about to say, Phil. I've never come to myself poo. That <laughs> 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 is a very Bud Pod sentence. I imagine it's more of a thing for ladies, right? They, I think they have more of a... Abdominal muscle tension reaction. Hmm. Um. Maybe. Maybe. Because if yeah, I, I'm only I'm also kind of basing it on my instinct based on the fact that ladies uh, poop themselves when they give birth as well. That's true. Poor ladies. That's right. Um, good for the if baby. If you're a though. good husband, you're supposed to stand there and poop yourself in sympathy. I think. That's right. That's right. Along with her. You have to say push, um, push to yourself. Yeah, just That's, no, no, darling, not you. <laughs> um, so he says. Anyway, fast forward a few months, and on the thirty-first of January, I awoke from my general anaesthetic and reached down to confirm that my poo bag had gone, <gasps> and his anus had been reattached. Yes, it wasn't all plain sailing, uh, though. At first, I no longer produced separate farts and poo. Instead, a substance I called fart poo kept arriving with almost no notice and great oh. frequency. Out, okay. Is this not the stoma now out his bum hole? No, this is back to the back to bum. Oh, great! I go back to bum. <laughs> we only said he's back to business. He's back to business. Yeah. Come on, boys, we're reopening the mine. 
Great. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, after a week of white-knuckled rides on the toilet, haunted by the specter of prolapse... Oof, fucking hell. No thanks. Yeah. The specter of prolapse is ha- haunting all of Europe. <laughs> That's Winston Churchill, I think. Uh. Um, thankfully, my bum-bum regained the ability to sort the wheat from the chaff, as it were, and more reasonable movements followed. Keep on pooping, Tim. How interesting that the, the that the anus has to sort of relearn its skills. It, it got rusty. Yeah, 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 yeah. It needed a sort of um, a rom com style nurse to kind of teach it to, to to love again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fascinating. Um, well, thank you so. Much. It's so. It's a great, great to hear you recovered there, and it's so fascinating to hear about. The life of alternative pooping. Yeah, it's such a so many so many questions impossible to ask answered. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because even like if a, there was someone quite bold telling you about all this in real life, you wouldn't go. Was it like a bird? Was it hard to poop it? Could you poop it? <laughs> I feel like a relative expert now. Yeah, I, f- I feel like I'll be at a dinner party and I'll say, <laughs> I'll, I'll, someone will start asking these questions and I'll raise my hand and I'll go. <laughs> Let me just uh, help you out there, my friend, and I'll <laughs> distribute this wisdom. Um, uh, we well, get an email. Sorry, from. Huh? Huh? I think we've fallen out of sync. Oh, I thought you said. Um, I thought. You, I thought you said uh, something. Anyway. Anyway. We get an email from Eleanor, who I think is the Eleanor we know from America. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, so, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's relating to something that we discussed in summertime, and uh, it says, read the idea of permanent records per correspondence episode. Yes, the American permanent the permanent record. This is gonna be on my permanent record. This is on you. You watch out, Mister. It's going on your permanent record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Eleanor says hello, British Petroleum, which is good. Nice. I like that. As an American listener, I want to confirm that the permanent record is a one hundred percent real thing. What? Mm. I thought it was a total lie. I read a Michael yeah. Moore book that said it was a lie. Uh, the summer after I finished high school, I worked at my school's office affixing stickers with final grades and AP test scores to all the permanent records of the graduating class and then filing them away into storage. Mm. Mm. In Fun. storage, there were records stretching back to the 1950s still on file. You're joking. Yeah, with notes on absences, detentions, etc., I have no idea what purpose these records actually serve, if any. But if you're some type of weird perv who needs to look up who was truant in 1973, you absolutely <laughs> can. <laughs> right. Gosh, it is permanent. But it's just a school that has it. Seemingly, yeah. So it has no value beyond once you leave school. It doesn't mean anything anymore. But they just have it forever. And but I think you can ask about it. Like, or, like it, it, it always uh, seemed to come up in like American movies about political things back when it mattered what kind of person you were in an election. Right, right, right. That or is like in detective kind stories. Of perverse. It's weird. It's very perverse for such a freedom-obsessed country. Yeah. Blech. 
This would make nothing but sense if we were talking about Germany. Yeah. It's like, here, this is a land where you can be wherever you want to be. Also, we can know exactly what days you were late at school forever. Yeah. Who anyone can. They just have to ask. I also got to shred the documents in everyone's files which weren't part of the permanent record, she says, which meant I surreptitiously read every single disciplinary note or weird letter from a parent ever associated with one of my classmates. I'm still amazed they trusted me with all that information. Hi, Pierre. Hi, Phil. Hope you're doing well. Stay hydrated. Eleanor. Hi, Eleanor. Thanks for getting in touch. Hope you're also drinking water. That's nuts, isn't it? Or as you call it over there, water. Water. That is... That's insane, isn't it? So bizarre. Yeah. It's like having a, a UCAS form for life. Yeah, God. Just forever and ever and ever. There's no... I I, I, I can't even imagine how different it would make your brain. Mm, mm, mm. Um, oh, and uh, 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 an email from... Uh, I mean, they've signed it with their full name. So Gregory Monk. It's <laughs> <laughs> a hell of a name. <laughs> Lovely to get a letter from Gregory Monk. Yeah. It's a, it is a great name. Really good name. He says, uh, a Maybe that's why he wrote it down. About... It's like, these guys got to see this. Yeah. He says, a mess- the subject line is, this is quite funny. The subject line is, a message from the past about poo. And then it starts with, hello, this is Gregory Monk. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, that's like a, a World War II journalist. <laughs> that is so funny. Hello, this is Gregory Monk. This is Gregory Monk. <laughs> What does Gregory Monk go on to say? That's oh, so funny. It's like something um, like you'd hear a clip from World War Two about how they how they how they warned the French resistance that D Day was happening. Mm. Hello, this is Gregory Monk. The <laughs> swallows have returned from summer. <laughs> so. He says, hello, this is Gregory Monk, currently listening at episode 13, working my way chronologically through the episodes. And if you do reference this in any way, it'll take me a while to actually hear it. Hello, yes. hello from the past. Yes. Um, so Gregory says, anyway, presuming you're still referencing your friend who actively refuses to push while defecating. Slow poo. Slow poo. Slow yeah. poo. Episode 100, slow poo. Remember that. Uh, I thought it could be worth naming his lifestyle choice. Naming his lifestyle choice. Of not, mm. okay, 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 yes, of not pushing, of deliberately not pushing a poo Yes, so he says there's growing interest in the practice of fruitarians. Ah, yes, of course, that's a, so that's when you have to, you have to wait for, you can't even harvest vegetables and fruits, you have to wait until they naturally fall off before you can eat them. Until they drop, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and he says, I think it would be fair to refer to this man as a pootarian. Very good. Well, well, he, he, Gregory Monk has opened the question and he's answered it, and we're very appreciative of that. You can always count yes. on Gregory Monk to do that. That's right. Another solution delivered by Gregory Monk. <laughs> <laughs> this also works, as given the amount of time it must take for him to finish his business, it would make sense for him to try and only arrive at the toilet at a point at which it was low-hanging fruit. Yes, 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 as it were, yeah, yeah. Maybe you should wear sort of um, harem pants or something. 
I hope you're enjoying the future. Gregory Monk. Another mystery solved by Gregory Monk. <laughs> what a great name. I think he's emailed in before. Okay. But maybe that's just the power of the name Gregory Monk. Ah, maybe, maybe. Mm. Um, and we have a, 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 a marvelous side quest sent in from, uh, from Nick. Nick. Uh, quick. It's Nick. Here's, here's Nick. Let's listen to Nick. Yeah. So it's about a side quest. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, greetings, fit and pe... Okay. So it's, 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 it's pronoun- it looks like it says, greetings, fi and pi. Oh, of course. I mean? Start that's of good. Yes, fine pie. Yeah, that's good. Greetings, fine pie. Uh, love the podcast. A lifesaver during lockdown and praise redacted. That's nice. Thank you. Nick here. Recent claim to fame. Outbid in the charity auction for Pierre's painting of fellow comic Mark Watson. Ah. So this was a while ago. Um, anyway, he says. I bring news of a side quest recently encountered by a friend of mine. Let's call her Sarah because that is her name. Very good. Very um, straightforward approach. Yes. One morning, Sarah was walking her dog past a block of flats when she heard noises emanating from a third floor window. Mmm. She stopped and listened to what she described as a man in some sort of violent pain. Very side quest. This is a classic side quest. An open window, the third floor, so you can't see in. And ah! Ah! <laughs> terrible suffering. Yeah. Ooh! <laughs> Being the conscientious person she is, and one who works within the social sector. Mm-hmm. So that's key. She feels the responsibility. Yeah, good on Sarah. She immediately phoned the emergency services, relayed her whereabouts and what she'd heard, and then went home to get ready for work. Mm. Side quest complete, right? Wrong! Oh. Wrong. She received a phone call later that morning from those who had attended the scene. Ah. A little update. They rather abruptly informed her that this had not been an emergency at all Uh because the man had been found masturbating. No. Ah! (laughs) This behavior was well known to everyone in the surrounding flats, and she was wasting everyone's time by calling it in. That is very good. That is excellent. That's like a Grand Theft Auto side quest that just ends up being a dirty joke. <laughs> At which point she said, okay, thank you, and put the phone down. It was her unwitting use of this particular phrase that I felt confirmed her story needed to be shared with the BudPod community. Keep on jacking it, although maybe shut the window next time. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. So, is, so funny. That is Nick. really funny. Oh, my God, that man needs help. Ah! Ah, but imagine, imagine <laughs> jacking it like that. Ah, 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 But my also, God. like, this, this guy so, so regularly just lies on his bed with the window fully open. He's just going, ooh, ooh, <laughs> while he's just wanking away to the point where everyone knows what it is and who's doing it and why. Oh, my gosh. What a, what a piece of psychic warfare to inflict on everyone you know. Yeah, because it's like it's not illegal. They can't make him no. stop. And he probably wants to have to chat to a policeman about his wank. That's probably part of it. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. We got to reports of a disturbance here. Oh yeah. What kind of disturbance? Ah! 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 
Ooh. Well, like, vigorous enough noises that someone, a stranger who wasn't used to the uh, the uh, the concert, felt moved enough to call the emergency service. Also, someone, who serious noise. So- someone who works in the social services and I presume knows yes. what noise people make when they're genuinely in distress. Yes, she, she heard this man wanking and thought that if, is agony if I've ever heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a situation um, 106. I know that from yes, my work. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, that's a code four. <laughs> well, I think... It's funny. I think that's a great... Well, I mean, that's an ideal one to end episode 100 on. One of literally jacking it. What, a story about yeah. someone who, who kept on jacking it. To the detriment of this community. Someone, yeah, a, a story about someone who became a notable community figure through jacking it. <laughs> In many ways, this podcast has also. Yes, yes, because Bud Pod not just kept jacking it, but kept jacking it loudly enough for everyone to hear. And the police have been called on us many times. <laughs> and we're an object of concern for people who work in social services. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, we did it. We did a hundred, a hundred little audio plops. They said it couldn't be done. They said it shouldn't be done. Well, and we said, disproved them in one of those. And they said it couldn't be bum. <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't pee bum. <laughs> they said it couldn't be bum. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very specific kind of Tourette's. So you can imagine it, it, it being in a, a documentary. Like, ever since they hit their head, they talk like this. Yeah, very Channel 5. The boy who yeah, said yeah, yeah. pudent pee bum on Channel <laughs> the 5. The man with a toilet for a brain. <laughs> but thank you, everyone, for sticking with us for 100 whole episodes. Can't imagine That's what it right. has done to you. Um, God bless you. God bless you, everyone. And here's to a hundred more. And here's to a hundred more. Thank you very much, guys. Enjoy your week and uh, stay safe. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Keep jacking it, baby.